Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> Who's going to oh, do it? Are we going to do it in alphabetical order? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, okay, yeah. What, uh, I don't know why I started talking. <laughs> I'm going last. Yes, do it in alphabetical order. So, hello, everybody. Oh. I'm Em. I'm Helen. And I'm Paul, and this is Lovejoy Actually, a podcast about Lovejoy. And if you've only just discovered us, where have you been? Well, no, actually, we have got, we've got, we've had a surge in um, uh, people following us on Twitter. We've got nearly 300, which I realise is, is nothing. Um, <laughs> bear in mind, the other podcasts that I follow, the, my latest podcast I'm obsessed with is called Mash Matters, because I'm obsessed with Mash. Uh, and they have 3,000. Oh, really? Yeah, we can get to three thousand in I five think years' time. That's, achie- that's achievable. Three thousand seven hundred and seventy-two. Although they also have a lot of guest uh, people on, so I think. Well, I say I think Ooh. we're going to do that. We were asked recently, talking of the Twitter. Uh, we were asked on the Twitter if we were going to be uh, interviewing anybody because we're always keen to oblige and we love you all dearly. Uh, we are going to do some more interviews and we have got in touch with one of the uh, production managers on uh, Lovejoy and we're going int- to interview him. His name is Andy Rowley and mm-hmm. he worked on, I think, the the Middle 2 series, I believe, um, but including... The Prague Sun. He he worked on the Prague oh, wow. Sun, and it, he might have come up in conversation. He's definitely worked on a lot of the ones where they had amazing locations. And you can find our interview with Andy on Patreon.com. Um, depending which tier you are, there's even a video. Um, if you're not supporting us on there, then we'll put a shorter version out uh, at some point later on in this year, so you can see what you're missing. But yeah, come and join us there. It's Patreon.com forward slash Lovejoy Actually. But what are we talking about today? Today, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Go on, se- Helen. series five, episode six, ducking and diving. We are. We're talking there about are, yes. there are ducks. There are ducks, and there's sort of. But well, there's not, not really, really diving. diving. Not really. There diving. should there be some, some diving, but there is not, unfortunately. For, uh, no, yeah. no diving. So it, it <laughs> loses a mark. It loses <laughs> ducking and dredging. Doesn't have quite the dredging. same um, the same um, ring to it. So it loses a point for, uh, you know, lack of consistency to, to start with. So false advertising. UK TV plays summary um, is kind of half accurate and half not this week. I, I See what you guys think. So first of all, we've got the generic description of the series. Drama with the charming antique stealer who doesn't play by the rules. Factual. Mm. Yep. I mean, yes. another way, okay. another way accurate of saying, description of the program as a whole. I would I, say comedy drama, but apart from that, I feel nine like, out of ten. I feel like as well, um, they just found another way of saying rogue. <laughs> I mean, they did. So if you go to the thesaurus and you look up rogue, I'm going to go to the thesaurus and look up rogue and just see how many have been used. Maverick, um, cheeky. So what are we talking about this week? What actually happens? Okay, Lovejoy gets lumbered with a giant sideboard. That definitely happens. Factual. And Eric becomes involved in a smuggling racket. Mm, not well, factual. No, not factual. Really. How does Eric get involved? Shall I, I mean, read you all the words for a rogue? Because actually UK TV, yeah. UK TV Play haven't used very many of them. Oh. And I'm not sure I agree with them. I don't think I'm looking up a particularly accurate thesaurus here. Con artist. Crook. Mm. Mm. 
villain, rascal, swindler, oh, it's a bit miscreant. Harsh. No. Monstrosity. Rogue, yeah. Rogue has a connotation of cheekiness. I thought so. Yeah. So there you are. Mm. That interested me. That's that's your linguistic point out the way for this week. Yeah. Move on. So that's, uh, so that, that's what happens. There's something about a cyborg and something about smuggling, which both of those <laughs> things so happen. so boring. Lovejoy gets lumbered with an enormous cyborg. I mean, I mean that is, is what happens. That is what happens, <laughs> and it is quite boring. And it's she goes, like, I've got a big cyborg. Do you want yeah. a big cyborg? It's really big. I must say, I kept waiting for something more exciting to happen. And it didn't. it didn't. It was kind of like the the opposite of the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> and then something you happens know? at the end that was like, what? <laughs> I know. We've had some foreshadowing of this. A very Jesus surprise Christ. ending. Even though I kind of knew, but... No, no, that is true. That is true. I um I didn't make all that many notes, which actually says it all, except that we had the inevitable person who was later in casualty and we had... A famous face. We had, which I was very excited. So when as soon as the credits came on, I saw Warren Mitchell. I yeah, was really yeah. excited by Warren Mitchell. And mm. then there was some massive foreshadowing at the end. But I made two and a half pages of notes. I normally make like seven or eight. I've made. Which, I sort of lost interest. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. I've got, I've got yours and mine, Polly. That's all right. I'll, uh, I'll sit I've got back like, and read I've, I've got like nine pages. Although of I've ten. just looked down at my first page. <laughs> And the first thing that I can see that I've written says, that lorry of citrus fruit doesn't look very well packed. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> maybe my notes are a little bit um, pointless. I mean, I often look at lorries of citrus fruit and think... I was thinking, that wouldn't... You couldn't drive that along. Everything would get bruised. Anyway, It's because... true, they weren't, like, they weren't secured, were they? So basically, we, we open at a ferry port. I wonder if it's I think it's, it's Felix, though. Oh, no, of course oh. it's Harwich. I'm an idiot. Only because no, Harwich right. is... Only because Harwich has been mentioned before, and so mm. in my head, that's the only ferry port in Love. And they're both North Sea uh, ports, aren't they? Anyway, so it could be either. Yeah, really. We're at a ferry port. We don't know where we are, and basically, there's some uh, there's a lorry with some oranges and lemons in it. I <laughs> I wrote down they were expecting furniture, but got a St Clements. Oh, very good. Mm. So that yeah, the police are the police are following this lorry because they've had a tip off that it's got something dodgy in it. But then when they pull him over, he's like, "It's just citrus fruit, governor," and it and, and it, it really is just citrus is. fruit. Yeah, so the police are there. I mean, I couldn't work out because there's is there a French policeman there in the beginning, commissar? I suppose he's meant to be Belgian, isn't he? Isn't or he Belgian? Well, yeah, they, lot... they talk about yeah. French and Flemish furniture, don't they? So yeah, he could be French or because I think it's Belgian. come over from Bel. I'm just I'm just thinking of the the location. He's probably come over over the North Sea from Belgium. Yeah, so as, yeah. I, as though I know basically, basically for some next. All I know about is geography. This is my contribution to the podcast. Is the um, yeah. geography and words. Yeah, the Met so Police looking... Antique Squad are going to crack a ring of furniture. <laughs> I mean, Helen's face says what I, mean, I was thinking. Is that a thing? <laughs> so, yeah, the, Met, the Metropolitan Police and the French or Belgian Police are there. Yeah, and is there such a thing as the Antiques Squad? I think we've be. talked about this before because wasn't there it in be. the French Connection episode? What's the one with the diamond? The Prague Sun, wasn't there an Antiques? Oh, no, she oh, yeah, pretended was, to be in the art history squad or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The art history squad? <laughs> I, I love the idea of there being a Met art history squad where they all went to the court old and they just discussed like, you know, the, the techniques of Picasso versus Bruegel. 
Well, I mean, I there's mean, a lot of money to be made in it, isn't there? There must be a squad. I mean, I can't believe there's a whole squad of police officers just looking at antiques. It just seems... Or that Dennis would have somehow got roped in. I suppose he's um, Dennis is the only policeman in the area. Yeah, yeah so, or the, the, so the Dennis is there too. So we've got Dennis, we've got the antique squad, DCI Sharp, and we've Ooh, got Reese Dinsdale, some French dude who disappears quite quickly. So then we so we know they're looking for this, basically looking for this nicked furniture, and then we and then so that's the smuggling element of the story, and then we also have set up right at the beginning the giant sideboard element of the story <laughs> which again i just expected i think it was laid out and introduced in a way that i thought this is going to be hilarious and slapsticky or there's going to be it's going to be a bit like um the canon when they dropped it you know there's going to yeah. be some hilarity ensuing and then there was a, a, a distinct lack of hilarity it was just it was just a massive like sideboard the, it was just a big sideboard and it irritated everybody in the show and it did nothing funny for us nor was there some deep there, mystery attached to it particularly. There was one joke which was like, it's really big. And that was like the joke. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not just size, big. it's what you do with it. <laughs> well, they, didn't, they didn't even make any jokes about big things, did they? they no, because <laughs> it was on before the watershed. They missed an yeah. opportunity there. They could have done they some really did. knowing. I mean, Alo Alo was on before the watershed and it's disgusting. Hello, hello, so. it's hilarious. <laughs> I've been re-watching it because it's on yesterday yes. and it's on all the time. It's on all the time. And it's Jesus every Christ, other guys. sentence is just filth. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Okay, so... The Antique so Squad are looking for a red lorry. Lovejoy's in a red lorry with his massive sideboard, but that is nothing. It just confused me. The I police are actually escorting why. them because it's so big. I was going to say, why did Lovejoy get a police escort just because he had a massive sideboard on his... Well, because it's yeah, big load. and a road hazard. Yeah, yeah I think so. Load. It's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, Well, see, all I've written at the beginning is, oh, yay, Warren Mitchell in this episode. Then I've written, yay, Dennis. So there was, there was a lot of excitement. Maybe that was my problem. Maybe I just started with high expectations and they were just consistently dashed. So, yeah. So basically, a lot of this action takes place that so Eric and Tink have gone on holiday to stay with Eric's uncle, who he's never heard of before, Uncle Jack, who is Warren Mitchell, which is very exciting. Um, but there's a, and we don't know exactly where they are, but they've obviously not gone that far because they... They, it, they seem to be in a pub on the East Coast. Yeah. It looks very East Coasty. Doesn't the, it like, looks very nice. There's broads. Mm. Pub is called that the what that's called? Fens, yeah. marshes, Fens, yeah. something. Flat bits. Flat bits, eastern bits. <laughs> Um, so they're at the pub, the three ducks on their holidays. Um, but yeah, it's weird because Warren Mitchell is in it. But the first couple of scenes he's in, you sort of only glimpse him and he doesn't say anything. And I was like, oh, is that him? Like, is he going to actually be in it? But then yeah. he was. But it was a bit, I felt he was a bit underused. Yes. Yeah, he was underused, actually. I expected to see a lot more of him. And he, he didn't have a particular, he was a potentially really interesting character and a character they could have brought back. And actually, he didn't really. They didn't make the most of that p- potential or his personality. Yeah, really he could have had all. a spin-off series. He was great. Well, he, but he, he, he could have had all sorts. He could have had all sorts. And Eric always has fantastic relatives. Yeah, yeah. remember he like had that Sal- aunt that Salome, washed the aunt flag. Sal- and the, yeah. yeah, Salome. That was it. <laughs> so Aunt Sal, and it was yeah, it was brilliant. Um, I was so, very jealous of their holiday, though. I know you just said holiday in inverted commas, but it did look nice. I mean, nice they were having a break. It's the kind of holiday that we're all having at the minute. I love Imagine it. Imagine going on holiday. 
Um, so yeah, so Lovejoy's got this giant cyborg, and he's taking it to a country house, of course, there's a country house, but when they arrive, it's all shuttered up, and it's been sold. Yeah, um, it's got a big for so, sale sign, and the yeah. driver's like, what are you doing? Why have you made me drive in here, you absolute burk? I can see why. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit pissed yeah, off. Yeah, but poor old Lovejoy. Yeah, so basically someone's told me they want this giant cyborg and then they've sold their house Well, it was off. one of Eric's contacts, wasn't it? So I think we can all see what's gone wrong here. He blames Eric, basically. Oh, oh, look, it's kind of Eric's fault. <laughs> this is foreshadowing when Eric oh. says at the end, oh, well, let's face it, I wasn't ever very good at this. Oh, oh we'll come to that because this is sad. This is a mm, sad, very sad, sad episode. So, and then we go back to the police who are still trying to crack the case of the smuggling and they've got, they said the computer has generated a list of suspects. <laughs> But this is an early 90s computer, so it's not very good. It's probably um, done it on a dot matrix printer. They sat there for two hours while it went... On, as we've discussed before, that special printer paper that... Like, With the perforations. <laughs> the green and white stripes on it. Yes, the one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they've got this list of suspects, one of whom is, turns out to be dead. Lovejoy is on the list because um, he's been inside. And then some oh, other yeah, people, so Bill and Helen Parker, who I think we've met before, but they're quite prominent in this episode. But I think we've met them before because I remember... I couldn't decide if it was Helen or Ellen. It's Helen. Helen. And I think we've met her before because I remember her name because, you know, she's called Helen. It's your name. And it's a great name, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't and I'm supposed to be the Lovejoy Rain man. Because there was a few woman. episodes, uh, maybe in the first series, where, the, where Helen kept popping up a few times. Oh, I wonder like, if she's in the book, if they're in the books, that would make oh, sense. Oh, no, she's it? not that Helen. I know which Helen you're oh. thinking about and she's not. That was the Helen oh, who ran, Helen. that was the Helen who ran the antique shop who used to be in the, in series one. She was way, way back in the early series. Oh, Unless oh, this so is the same Helen, but since the first, be. first, first series, she's met Bill Parker and got married and changed her name. Hey. I mean, it's, it's not implausible. Anyway. Okay, okay. Anyway. sorry, it's not, sorry. It's not the same, Helen. So, yeah, that's a Bill and Helen Parker. Um, who else? Peter Farquhar? 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 Farquhar. Do you know, actually, you're saying that, it could be the same, Helen, because she is running an antiques business. So I'm not going to... I don't yeah. want to commit to this either way, because Twitter <laughs> will go mad at whichever I one of us is wrong. I just assumed it was, because all I could remember Might was be. Might Helen be. and something to do with antiques, but... So um, so they've got this list of suspects. They decide to go after them. They decide to go after Lovejoy because, you know. But the, it's, he's the dodgy. The interesting thing about this is Dennis does stick up for Lovejoy like all the way yeah. through. So even though I wonder why does Dennis always stick up for Lovejoy? I love Dennis, by the way. I've got a little bit of I a crush Dennis. on Dennis. I think Dennis just is a good police officer who plays by the rules. So he he wants, he wants there to be evidence. You know, yeah. of so yeah, as there should be, because he even says like, yeah, you know, Lovejoy is dodgy and he does get involved in things that are dodgy, but we can't just go after him without any evidence, and there's no evidence that he's involved in this. So why would we go and question him? It's just pointless. Um, so I think I think it's more. I don't think it's anything specific about Lovejoy, though. I think he does kind of have a bit of a soft spot for him. But I think he if does. He, if he had done something criminal, he would not hesitate to arrest him. But yeah. I think it's more also and does to, in future episodes. Yeah. I think it's also to do with the fact that he just likes to do things properly. He's like, I'm not just going to go around harassing people with no evidence. It's not good police work. That's what I think. Oh, and meanwhile, Tinker and Eric are having the nicest picnic I've ever seen with oysters and booze, and it just looks lovely. I don't yeah, well, know. I've actually written that down. Do you like oysters? Because Eric doesn't, and I'm with Eric. Oh, I love oh, oysters. I love oysters. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've got, so I've got, I need to intersperse my song here, because I've written a song. 
about, and I'm going to pose this question even though it's completely irrelevant to this podcast, but it does amuse me. Why do you always have oyster bars in airports? Because even if you like oysters, why would you toy with the possibility <laughs> of risk, like severe stomach-based illness before you get on I a mean, flight? I mean, it's very bizarre. Because... I've thrown up on planes. It's not a nice experience for me or the other people around me. (laughs) Why would you think, oh, do you know what I really want now? Some raw shellfish that they don't let you eat when you're pregnant because it's so risky that I'm going to do that. Oh, it's only only 12 hours to LA. What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen? I thought it looked nice. Um, but it's quick because so Tink has his picnic, which is like oysters and fine wine, and Eric's got a can of what looks like Heineken to me, mm. a can of something, <laughs> and it's like the contrast. But yeah, they're they're, they're looking birds. And this is where we also learn that um, Uncle Jack is involved in a bit of smuggling. But at this point, Eric's like, oh yeah, you know, he just smuggles a bit of tobacco here and there. People around here are just that's what they do because I loved you know, him because he did look a little bit like what you would expect a modern pirate to look yeah, like. Yeah, he hat. was regional. He had a regional accent, as in he was local, lived by the sea, proper, oh, I sort of do my ducking and diving via via the sea. That's my that's my patch. Yeah. I warmed to him instantly. Oh, he was great, was wasn't he? Mitchell. But then, yeah, so Eric and Tink are chilling out and then these duck hunters are there, which Eric explains, it again, it's a tradition of the area. But um, Tink is not happy and calls them Visigoths. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great word. I which, is a, like... which is the best insult. And he just yells, Visigoths. He's, he's used, has he used Visigoths before? I know he's used Philistines. I think he's used Visigoths before. He's certainly used barbarians mm. and uh, he's, he, a lot of those sorts of terms. I can't remember if he's used Visigoths way, way back in the first series. I'm getting deja vu of having this discussion anyway. It about feels like what a very the tink thing to say. It does. Between a Visigoth and the... And a diff, you know. yeah. yeah. It does sound like something he would say, but I can't remember. But yes, anyway. I mean, it's definitely likely. Um, and then we go back to Lovejoy, who is trying to figure out what to do with this... Well, as we learn, 1850 Welsh Housekeeper's Cupboard... Yes, Which... it's not a massive sideboard. It's a whatever you just said. Yeah, it's I mean, a it's bit of everything, isn't it? It, it looks like a multi multi purpose piece I mean, of furniture. It looks like a room. It's that it's big. big. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's as big I've as had... the room that I am in now, right now. I've had London flats smaller than that piece of furniture. Yeah, <laughs> it also isn't very attractive. No, it's just very no, ugly. It's kind of unfinished pine, like or oak, yeah. maybe rustic. But, I think yeah. they would call it now. Yeah. You'd have people paying a lot of money to put it next to their arga. So Lovejoy's there days. trying to figure out what to do with it. And Charlotte's there for some reason. Well, we find out what Charlotte's there. And then Gimbert's there, also there. So basically they're all there trying to figure out what to do with this sideboard. And um, Gimbert offers to buy it. And well, it's a bit of a weird thing, isn't it, where Gimbert sort of says he'll buy it. Oh, he's um, a jerk. <coughs> this was a proper dickhead move. Yeah, he doesn't. He sort of says he'll buy it. Um, and then they take it up to the house, which obviously is a bit of an effort because it's fucking massive. <laughs> yeah, even though um, Beth's there, so she's like, "This is too big even for her." Yeah, and then and then Charlie's when they get out to the house, Charlie's like, "Oh, I only offered to look at it for four grand or something." Which what does that even? He mean? just deliberately yeah. wanted to inconvenience yeah. him and yeah. make a play a joke on him. Although I have to say, I I've sort of written, I've written Gimbert is a dick, and then I've written in capital letters, "I love Charlotte's clothes," and I just spent the she entire episode very, very fawning over like. Just, just drooling over Charlotte and her 
beautiful and that was very in in the 90s was the, the little kind of the shirt that you tie the little bit yeah. in the little knot at the bottom and her gold was, knot oh. earrings she looked oh, awesome she was so she was very she, stylish she was the epitome of everything I was not because I was this sort of clumsy gawky teenager who read Terry Pratchett and bumped into things but you and could rock a knotted this... shirt now I think Polly I could now I love I a knotted shirt now. now I love a knotted shirt now but I couldn't pull it off then and she was just I was like it was the 90s I was all in global hypercolour t-shirts yeah, but that's because that. you were a teenager and she was an adult but I yeah. wanted to be her. She and she I couldn't have pulled it off. I'd have, I remember walking up the stairs in the library where I used to go and get Love Joy books and tapes tapes <laughs> with Ian McShane <laughs> reading them. I had a very lonely childhood. I remember going to the library, going up the stairs and seeing one of my male teachers. I was at an all-girls school. We had two male teachers. I saw one of them turn my head to smile at him, tripped and then bounced all the way down the steps. And he laughed at me. I still remember that. And that just sums up my teenage years. I was Mr Rigby. He should have laughed. Oh, Mr Rigby. No, he was I mean, I imagine it was quite funny, but also... Mr Rigby. I mean, it was quite a funny image. For anyone who gets the reference, I did. Look, I kind of went. Good job. A tiny good job. Child I had marks. I had marks on, on my knees. Lovejoy, or like an, a picture of Ian McShane or something on the front <laughs> of the audio book. I was not a good catch as a teenager. I used to rent cassette tapes of Ian McShane reading Jonathan Gash novels. I used to sit and oh, look well, at the photo good. on the teenagers back and listen to him. Teenagers shouldn't be good catchers. They're teenagers. Listening to him, and I used to fall fall off things and down things. I used to break various bits of my body. I always said the wrong thing. Mr Rigby, for anyone who gets the reference, married a Miss Jones. I kid you not. She was oh, the I French love, teacher. I love that. Good. Nice? Very good. Yes. Anyway, yes. sorry, I digress massively, but I so love Charlotte's- the clothes. Yeah, and she's well. Charlotte's hosting a dinner. That's why she's hanging about because she's hosting a dinner to for a couple that she knows, Kieran and what's her name? Oh, do you know Kieran what? I don't know. And... and I didn't look up the bloody actor either. She was in so many other things. Oh yes, everyone what was, was in lots of things. Oh no, I looked her up. She was in. She was Thank from. Uh, she she was in Casualty. Yes, of course. She was. She was yes. They're always, yes. if in doubt, she was Baz in Casualty. She Baz, was Charlie. That was it. I, I love She was, yeah, she was Char- Charlie's wife who got, yeah. who got killed on like a skidoo or something, didn't she? I think she? this is when I stopped watching Casualty, when that happened, because I did like yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was very upsetting. Wait till you hear what I've written down about Ruth Julia, Julia Watson. Her name was Julia Watson. Uh, okay. It's still Julia Watson, in fact. There you are. Um, and so, yeah. uh, yes, so she's having a dinner for Kieran and somebody can't remember the woman's name. Can't see whoever it. Patricia, Kieran and Patricia Stowe, and mm. so Gimbert and Lovejoy are invited. And at this point, so in this episode, suddenly Lovejoy fancies Charlotte. Yes, they're very chummy. Like, There's a lot of suddenly. No, oh, no, he like, has sort of. He has fancied her before. He's done nice things for her. He's had a. I think he's had a bit of a. I mean, she's had a bit of a crush on her. She's gorgeous. She's she's beautiful. She's not as attractive. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then in the meantime, the police are still investigating. Um, So going, they've got their list of suspects and they're going around, they go to Peter Farquhar and they're like, hmm, you do a lot of business with Lovejoy. That's Mm. it, yeah. They just, they're very ineffective, these police. They just keep going around asking people the same questions over and over again. And not really. What do we think of the the jumped up policeman from Oh DCI from Sharp, oh. DCI Sharp, Antique Squad. He's a bit he of liked, a prick, he, isn't he? He liked one yeah. of our tweets today. They're not DCI Sharp, obviously. Reese, 
Dinsdale liked one of our tweets today. I was very excited. Oh, do you remember so he was in Haggard? Do you remember that? He was in everything. He's been in everything. From. Haggard. He's probably it's been like in a two series, um, a two series comedy sitcom that had Sam Kelly in it to go all the way back oh. to a lower low. <laughs> I like oh, the character. The character was brilliant. He was so like he was so jumped up. He was like, believable as well. Yeah. yeah, I could totally believe in him. And he was, but he's also not a very good police officer. They were a bit rubbish. So he was sort were. of doing that that thing about like yeah. he, he'd come on to Dennis's patch trying to do all this stuff, but he didn't really understand the culture or the community or what was happening, and he just kept putting his foot in it really in one way or another so he and was and was actually just completely not going by protocol because mm. the whole thing about oh well he's been inside therefore he must be wrong exactly he's not sense. on which is why dennis yeah. is not on board with it because he likes to be go by protocol and do things properly so exactly he was, he was not liking it I so like dennis. yeah good old dennis, dennis. so so basically love to have scott lumber with the sideboard gimbert doesn't want to buy it off him um so basically they uh, somehow agree that he will store it at Uncle Jack's. Yeah. Um, and Lovejoy is just like, he rings Eric and has a go at him. Then he has a go at Beth for like nothing. He's just really moody yeah. this episode. He rings he rings Eric on the pub phone because once again we are still yeah. in the era of having to yeah. ring somebody on a pub phone. And I quite like the bit where he tried to take the piss out of his accent but like couldn't do it. I'm like, you're a trained yes. actor. Come on, it's not that hard. But anyway, Lovejoy isn't a trained actor. No, no, Lovejoy is not the trained actor. Oh, I keep forgetting. Well, I'm never going to be able to get the hang of this. I don't forget the, the thing you said, Polly, about the um, oh, Ian McKellen. No, I pretend to be. I pretend to someone be else. <laughs> someone else. I want to point out that wasn't actually Ian McKellen himself. That was someone pretending to be. Oh, Ian that's McKellen. right. Sorry, John it Coulshaw. was in Dead Ringers. Yeah. I pretend to be. Someone yeah. that's the secret of acting. So they take <laughs> the big massive some... sideboard to Uncle yeah. Jack's lockup. And where we reason. discover that Uncle Jack has a red lorry in his dun, lockup. Dun, dun. Uh, uh, uh. Does it have the stolen goods on? Well, we assume it does. And then then we go f- then we go to dinner. He's so smart, isn't he? Doesn't love Joe that lovely in this? I think he does. He does look lovely again. in their black tie. Gimbert up to his old Dick Hedery. Oh god, he's awful. Gimbert is really awful. This he really episode. is. Uh, Gimbert's back to being a dick. So remember, we had I was having a bit of sympathy or even empathy for him. And yeah, I know. Like, we we questioned it. Now he's just a yeah. But Lovejoy, see, Lovejoy before he goes into the dinner does a bit of fourth wall breakage and says, "Always believe that tonight oh. will be the night." One day it will. I oh, really, I, I loved I that. Like, that's I a really good that. point. It's a lovely I sentiment. Love I love that. I wrote that down. Always believe that tonight might be the night. Is that good advice, guys? Or Yes. Always yes. believe today could be the day because one day it will be. I think for so, sure. So far it hasn't been. <laughs> so it far has it's been. never been. And then it just resets. And then you've got to wait for the next one. That's what I think. <laughs> anyway. Well... But now I've written here, why are Charlotte and Lovejoy so close? Like, they're really yeah. thick as thieves. Well, she's cozy he helped her out. He helped her out with the the dodgy boyfriend, didn't he, in the last episode? Well, and got all her stuff mm-hmm. back. And he's proven that he's trustworthy. <laughs> mm. Anyway, suddenly they're very pally. 
But anyway, but look, yeah, Gimbert's up to like all kinds of dick moves. Like he changes the place settings around so he can sit next to Charlotte. Again, she's wearing the most incredible dress. She, she has very she's complicated hair. So gorgeous. Yeah, the hair I couldn't do it. It was again, a bit overdone, wasn't it? I can barely even just. Put it, it wasn't in a very nice either. It. The hair let it down for me. I didn't think it was very nice. But it looked the so dress. overdone. Oh, but the dress. Mm. Again, you don't need fancy hair. She's got such lovely hair, and I think Charlotte, the character, looks better when she's just got her nice yeah. look, flowing blonde hair down her back because it was quite a simple dress. Anyway, it's, I'm, I'm clothes obsessed in this episode. She did look amazing. Um, so, so Lester gives her a white rose. I liked that. And Somebody... Gimbert, sends, Gimbert sends her loads of fancy flowers because he's a show-off dickhead. And mm. he confronts Lovejoy over dinner about the dresser like saying is it nicked or whatever lovejoy you know yeah, again that's so that struck rude. me dickhead but he's actually showing his true kind of origins because that sort of behavior is quite uncouth yes he's, he's yeah. inadvertently actually being quite uncouth isn't yeah he? i mean the other people at the dinner party must have been you'd just be mortified wouldn't you if yeah. that was you that's and so you were there rude. you'd be like my god he's just so so rude so yes yeah, so this dinner party is for yeah kieran and patricia stowe so they're up from london they want to buy antiques, which is why Lovejoy's invited... Sorry, Charlotte's invited Lovejoy. They're minted, like, Kieran has sold his software company. He's got a few million and he wants to buy stuff. Um, so that's... As you do. Yeah. So Lovejoy's going to drive him around, but in Charlie's car, because it's a posh car. Because it's a posh car, oh, yes. in the roller. But, um... And they're sort of trying to outdo each other, aren't they? Lovejoy and Gimbert. So Gimbert's like, oh, you know, Lovejoy's like, I can show you around. I know the best places to go. Oh, yeah, so like, I can you take can you shooting. Yeah, and Gimbert's like, you can use my guns. Use guns, my guns? Yeah. So in the meantime, so they're having this posh dinner party. In the meantime, Tink and Eric are having a much more enjoyable evening. Oh, my God, the this is so really cool. are. And I would rather be having their evening, I have to say. It's Although, hilarious. did we think this started with a little bit of misogyny of the week? Yes. Because they're in the pub and a lot of... Misogyny of the week... Beautiful. So they're in the pub and these sort of rough bikers come in and they're a bit like on their guard. And then, of course, they're not men, they're women. So then it's... I loved it. It was great. Although they are in the... I have to admit, and I feel this is slightly misogynistic, one of them is credited in the Lovejoy credits on that website that I use as Lady Biker One. Lady Biker One. Lady Biker One. Imagine I might having that start on using CV. that as my internet handle. Lady, Lady Biker, Biker One. Lady Biker One. <laughs> I hope the Although I don't, who... I can't ride a bike, so it's a bit stupid. So Paula Everett was Lady Biker hope, One, and hope... Sophie Reisner was Lady Biker Two. I really so big hope shout that out Paula to them. And Sophie actually use that as their internet names. <laughs> I hope they do. I'll look them up and see. Do you know um, my favourite bit in this scene was when they ordered uh, a Snakey in Black. Well, they didn't. Oh, they yes. just—they didn't order a snake in black. They just ordered a snake bite. Weirdly, snake bite in black is horrible. Weirdly, because I don't like black currants, so I prefer. Do you want to share with our American bite? listeners, of which we seem to have an implausible high number now, um, what snake bite in black is? Because it's wrong. It's um, half well, a Eric... cider and half a lager with some black currant. It's lovely. It's not. But it's... the the lady bikers just order a snake bite, which is yeah, just sorry. half Yeah, sorry, I've got a bit off-piste. And um, Eric does explain, and I prefer a snake bite because I don't like blackcurrant. So I'm, I'm yeah. But, I mean, it, it's a disgusting concept. It's but not. It's a Lambrisa, though, is it? Which is Do a, they have a Lambrini. Lambrisa? <laughs> it's a Lambrini with a bica- pineapple Bacardi Breeze in it. Oh. It's my own invention. <laughs> Do they have... <laughs> 
in America, do they have um, Ribena? I bet they don't. They must have blackcurrant uh, cordial. Yeah, black not Ribena. Squash. Special, it's special blackcurrant. Does it have oh, American listeners, you've got such a lot to learn. When you come over, we'll, we'll take you out. When we'll you come you over, do not drink a snake bite, please. Thank you. It's disgusting, but it, it gets you very drunk. You. Very quickly. Get you very, very, very drunk for some reason. Very, very, very drunk, very quickly, very cheaply. It's the perfect drink. Yeah. I haven't had so, one for at least 20 years, but I quite want one now. My final, <laughs> my final thought oh, on snake bite is... Lots of people say you can't order them and it's illegal and people won't serve you it and you can't buy it. But you can. That's like oh, a you weird thing. Oh, yeah. It's not illegal. I mean, I think some places might choose, like as their own, <laughs> choose as their own policy not to serve it because of its mm. like connotations. But yes, it's not illegal. It's just lager and cider. Connotations that it just makes you projectile vomit completely horizontally. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. So, um, anyway. really impressive. So, um, it's very funny. So yeah, so Eric and Tinker are bopping <laughs> away with this biker gang, having a great old time. And in the meantime, someone, which we assume is Jack, but we don't see them, is <laughs> is, is spray painting the uh, the red criminal lorry. lorry, red lorry, white lorry. So, I think it, it was Jack. Didn't you see that it was Jack because he had his little hat on? Oh, okay. I'm sure we. I'm sure well, we did maybe. know it was Jack. Oh, maybe I, I. I was too busy sort of weeping with how much I wanted to be in the pub with Eric and Tinker and comparing yeah. it to Charlotte's dinner party and thinking I don't get to do that anymore. I have to go to these stupid dinner parties instead. I'd much rather be doing like tiger feet in the pub. I like both. Um, when we all contemplate our possible social options let's just pause <laughs> we just, at the minute we have basically no social op- options that involve no, more this than is five true. other the thought people. of either of these things we're just mournfully um, sighing I used to go to dinner parties so then we, then we after the dinner party Lovejoy love joy going to bed always nice love, shirtless Lovejoy but all by himself Tonight was say, not the night. Oh, and tonight says, was not the night. And then he says, like, I only said it might be the night. And then he... Oh. And I was like... So at this point, I actually wrote down, are we supposed to know he fancies Charlotte? <laughs> Wait, I mean, he very he clearly never, does fancy Charlotte. It's quite obvious, isn't it? At, at this point, it's obvious, but... Like it's kind of just happened without. It has happened out like, randomly. Of, I know. I know what you mean. I don't I like it. Mean. I kind of feel like I want there to be some sort of moment between them, and mm. there hasn't been any sort of moment. He's just randomly decided. I fancy her now. Yeah, it's like quite... oh, J- Jane's moved. There's a there's a shape here that needs to be filled. Here's Charlotte. She, there, that's my crush. Are we going to mention when we talk about the two different nights they're having? And again, it reminds me, I'm sorry, I'm going to mention A Fish Called Wanda now. You know in A Fish Called Wanda where Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Klein are having that ridiculous sex where he's trying to speak Italian. (laughs) And then you've got um, Maria Aiken and um, John Cleese just cutting their toenails (laughs) and taking off their socks and then getting into separate beds. This is like that. You've got this uptight dinner party and then you've got the dancing. Have we mentioned the dancing? Oh, Tinker they're and... away. Oh my god, Tinker and Eric's it dancing with like seventies lady. Rock yeah, it was the full Tiger Feet dance. I think that's yeah, why we're brilliant. saying seventies glam rock because it was exactly that. Helen's doing it. It was utterly beautiful. <laughs> this was the one thing that redeemed the episode for me. Was just this this scene and Charlotte's shirt were the two things. Both oh, I suppose things. I hadn't really thought yeah. about this, and I suppose I'll mention it more at the end. But I suppose for the actors, it was wonderful to be able to have that kind oh. of celebration. If you think about it, 
<laughs> it was. It so was sad. a proper farewell. Oh, it was really oh. sad. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And then the next thing I've written, I've written Antique Squad raids Charlotte's place. But I've put, I'm ob- I obviously find the concept of an antique squad so doubtful that I realise whenever I've written it down, I've put it in inverted commas <laughs> yeah. in my well, life. Like the <laughs> antique squad. I did the same and I wrote down, and, I, and then I wrote, is that a thing? Yeah. We're going to have thing. to do some investigation of our own. Well, shall I look? Oh, look! I'm sure there is an antique squad. Sure Maybe they're very squad. undercover. Or an art. I thought there was an art squad, though. Is that not art the same squad? thing? I kind of think you're just remembering art, art squad. squad from Prague Sun. Art squad. I no, no. That that I, I know that there's oh, an art. Or Venice. When we do you remember in Venice, they had those Australian art squad dudes. Oh yeah, was there a woman as well? Here we are. No, it does exist. The Art and Antiques Unit is a branch of the Specialist Organised and Economic Crime Economic Crime Command. Economic. I'm going to say that again so I can actually pronounce it right. I've only had one bottle of beer. The Metropolitan Police Art and Antiques Unit is a branch of the Specialist Organised and Economic Crime Command within London's Metropolitan Police Service. Can you click on job opportunities, please? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just on Wiki, so it must must be true. Surely, um, yeah, it was it was established. So it, there isn't an antiques <laughs> squad. It, there's just there's an art and antiques unit, and it was established in 1969. So it's probably art. what he means. He just says antiques yeah. squad for shorthand. Art okay. and antiques. Fine, unit. DCI sharp. You exist. Will grudgingly exist. Exist. Will grudgingly accept your existence. And there is a mention there of Italy, where there is the Carabinieri Art Squad, and I'm sure we've come across them in one of the. They episodes. were in Venice. I'm sure they were. They in were. Venice. They were in Venice. They were the ones at the end of Death in Venice, weren't they? That he went and worked for. Yeah. For a bit. Yeah. No. There we are. Oh, it's all come full circle. Anyway, so somebody yeah, say something so intelligent. Please turn up at at the auction house. They're basically just going around everywhere, but very ineffectually. <laughs> and then. At the same time, Lovejoy and Beth go to Bill and Helen Parker's, Parker Antiques, um, to pick up an armoire, which um, Lovejoy is buying from them. And basically, they sort of he gives Beth this whole explanation about what Bill and Helen do, is they take bits of furniture and basically butcher them to people's taste. So they'll just, like, yeah. chop up old bits of furniture to make them more palatable to modern taste, like if they're too big or too tall or whatever. So he's not very... Which is everything he disagrees yeah. with. And but he still, yeah. he's book, he's still buys this wardrobe of them, though. But this, is, I, this didn't ring true for me. And again, I know it's mainly in the books and not so much in the TV. But in the books, in... I think it's Great California Game. It might not be. I can't remember. But in the books, it's the thing that makes him like almost physically unwell is, is that people are doing this. They're, they're sort of chopping off art, yeah. butcher, as you say, butchering art. So it, I just found it a bit implausible that he's like, well, they do this. I don't really yeah. agree with it. And not only does he say, oh, they do it, you know, fine. He actually is buying stuff from them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like, it turns out he does need a wardrobe. Yeah, but he vehemently <laughs> loathes it in, in other... I think in other episodes, definitely in the book. So this is a like really pulling away from that idea of purity because he's very much into the idea of mm. the purity of an object. And I think yeah. so this again, point, this, this is, is where I started to doubt the Parkers because all right, they've mm. been at the dinner party and they were fine, but then they're really snooty about like not snooty—that's maybe not the right word—but they're, they're sort of just rude about Beth being Lovejoy's yeah. muscle. 
They're like, this oh, was, you know, she's a tiny I found girl. this misogyny. This was my mm. misogyny of the week because they looked at, and, and it was very yeah. distasteful. It also hasn't aged well that they look at a, a small black woman mm. and make that kind of comment about like, her. Yeah. Why, are you, why are you here? Is she helping you? What, you know, I found yeah. it really... It was a bit... I, I just thought it was awful. Yeah, yeah. so... But, so... but they, they are like that because in the next scene, well... Oh, they are I, awful. We find out they're bad guys, they're bad guys. They're the bad guys. And the police turn up to question them because they're going around to questioning everyone. And basically, Helen Parker puts the blame on Lovejoy. I was genuinely oh, so, so shocked at this bit. I've written, Helen says that Lovejoy's dodgy. And she says that he's done bird. Oh my God, Helen is I mean, dodgy. He, <laughs> I, so I mean, he is dodgy when <laughs> he has. I, do you know what? At the time, I was still, and I've seen this episode before and yeah it was it even then I found it so underwhelming that I'd forgotten what happened um <laughs> I was trying to remember uh, at the time I thought oh is she somehow is it like a double bluff somehow I I, I still wasn't mm. 100% no, sure she was a baddie I, I wasn't sure at this point and it's either, partly because she presents as such a upstanding sort of yeah. decent because they don't see, yeah they don't seem dodgy do they no, but basically, no, no, we do no. find out that this armoire that the Parkers have sold to Lovejoy does look like one half of one of the bits of furniture that's on this lorry yeah. that's been stolen. Mm. So then we are start to, you do start to get a bit suspicious. Um, yeah, so we're like, mm, something might be going on with the Parkers, not sure. And then... <laughs> we have hung over, Eric. I know, so hung... first I thought it was swigging wine, but I think it was sparkling water. I think it was water. Hung over Eric is always is always a joy. Yeah, I love yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, there's something... I don't know, maybe it's me. There's something very sweet about seeing a male character hung over. I don't know what it is. There's just something very, uh, like, oh, about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Something very vulnerable about just... a man with a killer hangover. Uh, so he's there and he, he sees the paint like the white paint that the lorry's been painted with but the lorry itself is gone um, and then Uncle Jack sort of comes on and starts chatting I don't know if he's trying to distract him from the whole paint thing I don't know how the paint would make Eric suspicious though because Eric knows nothing about like that's why it's, that's why <laughs> Eric UKT, wouldn't know that's why UK TV play were lying when they said Eric gets involved in a smuggling racket like he literally he has didn't really. absolutely yeah. nothing to do with it he just all. happened to be stood outside a garage that's, yeah. that's yes. as involved as he got he kicked over a paint can that was it and this is, and this is where yeah. we have a little bit of foreshadowing because Uncle Jack starts going on about how he's leaving everything to Eric clearly his favourite nephew maybe his only nephew mm. um, and so he's, he's one day all this will be yours Eric so like the pub the lock ups again else. all I was thinking I had a Monty Python quote for every scene one day lad all this will be yours what the curtains not the curtains lad because <laughs> all I I was obviously so bored this episode oh, that I, I was really, just the more we talk about it the more I'm like I, really? I genuinely really enjoyed this one I'm not sure oh, why no. I, I I, maybe I'll figure it out towards the end but... aspects of it were good but I, mo- mostly it was a bit it was very flat I, I thought Warren it Mitchell was, bit... was doing quite a good uh, mama yeah. accent in this bit he like, was he was, he was very good actually he was also his Here's a random fact for you. He was also wearing a Guernsey. Because, again, I was so yeah. bored that I was just looking at, you know, associated with Monty Python quotes and clothing. 
Is there a difference between a Guernsey and a Jersey then? Yes, a Guernsey, Guernsey. you can spot by the... So it's sort of navy blue and then it's the stitching on the shoulders and around the neckline where you can tell it's a Guernsey So there's one like Raglan and the other is like straight... Um, got, yeah, yeah it's sort of got crisscrossy I, I, i'll show you mine sometime i can't think of how to describe it but it was definitely guernsey because i paused and went and got mine you'd know <laughs> it if you saw it if you if you picture, picture yeah. a man on a boat looking handsome and he's got a white jumper on and it's cable knit that's one of them okay that's a there's, jersey, a Gan- a there's a Gansey, a Jersey, a Guernsey, a Fear Not, which is my favourite, yeah. but that's like a jacket. A Guernsey is always that very dark, <laughs> sort of the na- navy blue. A bit like the new British passports. So dark that it's almost black. So dark black. that it's almost black and then everyone gets upset that it's not blue. Um, yeah. Warren Mitchell But Guernsey is not a member oh, of the EU, so it's all so right. So it's fine. Um, there's a brilliant line in this about getting older. I'm looking at my hair as I'm saying this. Oh, yeah. Where Uncle Jack says, it, uh, it might be winter up here, pointing at his head. It might be winter up here, but I've still got a spring in my arse. <laughs> I just oh. really loved that. I was like, yes, <laughs> I'm going great too. <laughs> So, yeah, look, um, there's a bit of foreshadowing here because Uncle Jack is saying, like, I'm going to leave it one day, lad, or this will be yours. And he's like, Pop do you want to come and work with me now? And <laughs> Eric's like, no, but he's like... I've he's got like, a job. I've got a job. Lovejoy looks after me. It, that was a no, he doesn't. that comment. Does he? Well, he does. He bought him that bike. And he, oh, but he bought him the bike does for a series ago. <laughs> All all Lovejoy does is shout at him and blame him when things go wrong. Yeah, but that's because it's usually his fault. It's not. (laughs) It is. They do say at the beginning, like, oh, we've had to come on holiday here because Lovejoy doesn't pay us anything, pretty much. So, I mean, you know. Anyway, so, so yeah. And and I had to confess something. It took me until this point to realise that one of the policemen was Dennis. But then he's called, they call him Dennis in this scene. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, it's Dennis. <laughs> but Dennis, Dennis actually writes the first episode of series six. Oh, wow. There you go. Dennis writes it. Well, I mean, not Dennis. I mean, Eric Deacon writes it. <laughs> um, Lovejoy is so, still in a massive mood at this point. I've actually written, he's in such a mood today, as though he is oh, not a fictional character. <laughs> but in the... But we see, so Peter Farquhar. I've written, the Parkers have dropped Lovejoy in it and Peter thinks that's a bit off. Yeah, but but Bill's um, excuse is, oh, it'll be all right because he hasn't actually got the stuff. He didn't steal it, so they won't be able to get him. We're just throwing him off the scent for a bit. I thought that was awful, actually. Yeah, forgetting that he's bought the freaking armoire. So this was really cynical and vile. It was like, oh, well, they all know he's dodgy and I know how this all works and we're just, it's all right, we're just going to basically mess him up for a while. Mm, Because we've stitched him up, it's all right. And then we've, and then we've, Go to Lovejoy, who's in a bit of a mood, and poor old Lovejoy, because the police come around and are like, look, we know it's you, we know you're the, the smuggler. And he's like, look, I sleep in my shop, oh, yeah. I keep my clothes in the stock. Like, yeah, oh. in the armoire. He's got Just his, like... The, yeah. and he, that's all his clothes are. He's got a pair of jeans, a white T-shirt, and then his dinner jacket. And that's, like, it. Those, those are his clothes. What happened sweet. to his other clothes? He used to have multiple t-shirts because I'm sure we've seen him taking them out the Well, he must before. have multiple t-shirts, otherwise he'd get very sweaty. Did we know that he was just sleeping in the back of his shop? He often does. I mean, I suppose where else would he sleep though? Because I think we did. Mm. Because mm. he rents it off Gimbert and then never pays the rent, but he hasn't got a, an additional place to yeah. sleep. So it, it's poor yeah. Lovejoy. 
But then they all go, for some reason, then they all, so he managed to, to sort of keep the police at bay for a bit, and then they all go shooting. Yes, I, well, now, I this is it was funny. arranged at the dinner party as a kind it of was, like, yes. you'll be driven around and we'll take you shooting and it'll all be lovely, but the police are watching them <laughs> shooting. Yes. Like, what do you think that they're doing? They're just I think it all, in a rubbing it all boat. A, I mean, a what's it, cliche, where are they going to yeah. put the furniture, lad? They're going to somehow go to lead them to the smuggled furniture while they're shooting ducks. <laughs> it's all a bit cliche here, though, where the, the London cop to prove quite how London and city-based mm. it is goes, what are, they, what are they doing? And it also looks like the most miserable pastime ever. The thought of sitting in a boat... Shooting, shooting at things when it's cold but you're yeah. in a rowing boat you're not like in a boat where you can have a big hamper out or anything you know when you can sip you know you, you see people going down the thames in these little launches where they've got a like a thing at the back where they put the glasses of prosecco mm. no oh, they're just in the middle of what look of, oh, like nice. it looks it looks as though they're just in the middle of a pond shooting at bird life and, and then having to get the wet duck, duck call things which was quite funny like blowing the duck whistles that was funny that was quite funny. Uh, I, I watched an episode of Low Low where they were doing that the other day <laughs> to try and lure a Clearly duck. It was, it was like a trope in the Very early nineties. Yeah. Why are you blowing these dick whistles? <laughs> well, no, because then Bertarelli shot the duck out of the sky for them and says, "Enjoy your dinner." Oh. And then I flipped back it. onto Mash, which was the program I, I was actually watching. Because um, so I'm currently obsessed with Mash. So they're, so Did they're, I mention yes, that? They're, they're shooting the ducks. Surprise, surprise! Charlotte is a good shot and impresses everyone because she's perfect. Mm. But she can just do any everything, Charlotte. I mean, I suppose she's. To she be probably fair, couldn't so drink meant... snakey and black and not project our probably vomit. Not. It. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Charlotte's meant to have been brought up in the area, though, isn't she? Because that's mm. what that awful yeah. boyfriend criticised her for just going back, and his idea of spreading your wings is to to leave and go to a big city. So, to be fair, because we see her going to things like the Hunt Ball later on, you know, she's almost like, she is the non-aristocratic version of somebody like Lady Jane, isn't she? I guess she's a, the middle, the, almost the modern version of a, she can, of a lady um, of the manor. Called? She can, like, oh, I was going to say she can code switch, but actually she's not code switching, she just is in Posh. one because um, lovejoy is the king of it in my he, mind he is the yeah, king of code he goes well which kind of is summed up at the duck hunt really isn't it because he knows exactly what he's doing <laughs> it's, like, it's hard to say hunt really funny duck hunt, isn't it <laughs> is that earlier just, on is you that said because... duck hunting helen and i was like oh dear that's a bit because if you if you Please. say it after too many of these it could come out wrong and we might yeah. have to put an explicit warning on the podcast but um He's per- he's just perfectly at home. He knows exactly what he's doing. He can handle the gun properly. That sounded he, weirdly he, rude. He but he can. He always does. And Gimbert, he always does. Well, I was going to say Gimbert can't. It's not Gimbert's fault that this happens. But Gimbert's gun that he's lent out to Patricia and Kieran, who then, for some reason, give it to Eric. I can't really remember what happens at this point. But Eric Well, Lovejoy basically Gimbert's says, why did you give gun. it to Eric, you idiot? Yeah, in the water. In it yeah. goes, in the drink, he's Gimbert's absolutely furious and everybody thinks it's hilarious. I did feel a bit sorry for Gimbert at this point. I was like, I think that was quite expensive. Oh, yeah. I did, it really. 28, grand for, 28 yeah. grand for the pair. But why has he taken them out in the first place then? If you know? they're that, yeah. If, um, didn't yeah, you, didn't you guys expect Eric to fall in the water? I did. I was so disappointed. That Were you disappointed? <laughs> yes, I thought, I oh, it's his Eric. last episode. It's his last episode ever. You'd think we could just get him falling in the water in a... Oh, slapstick yeah. manner we haven't mentioned that before listeners if you didn't know 
I feel like I feel like next last episode. Sad. Well, we ought to prepare them, mother. We don't want it to be a shock at the end. Um, so Eric yeah, says everyone... something here where he apo- this is so weird I don't remember this bit at all but I've written it down Eric apologises to Lovejoy and says it's not really been his week but it's never been his week Oh. I don't know if I added but it's never been his week because I knew well, well again later on he says to him when he says to Lovejoy well let's admit I wasn't, I wasn't very good at it I was never very good at it it's quite yeah, sad, really. It's, it's sad. very self-effacing on his part. It's not the same man that was like the I'm an associate or I'm the... He used to give himself a different job title every week. Yeah. It is kind of sad. Yeah. But as a result of all the bonding over the duck hunting... <laughs> um, well done. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Kieran... Lovejoy managed to persuade Kieran Stokes to buy this bloody sideboard and so we see him oh, yes. measuring it up and he basically manages to flog it to him which is a great uh, result so Lovejoy gets the six grand off Kieran Stokes all very good so that's that storyline kind of just done and dusted and it's a bit like oh I had this big sideboard it was really big and then someone bought it from me <laughs> yeah but on their way to buying it there were lots of adventures like the oh, gun going in the water yeah I'm with I'm with Helen it was <laughs> it was almost like they put together all the elements that are quite funny in Lovejoy which is oh we'll have them going on a, a hunt you know and trying to be something that they're not we'll have Eric being clumsy and everyone goes mm. oh Eric we'll have Gimbert being apoplectic with rage yeah uh, and it's like, and they, it's like they had all the elements and then went shit. How are we going to put them together? Mm. Yeah, you know. And it, that's how it felt to me. So Lovejoy's in the in the pub, Uncle Jack's pub, the three ducks celebrating with his wad of cash, and the police because they obviously they're there. They've been oh, stalking them. This is very them. good. Mm. So the police see. This bit's very yeah, funny. this is brilliant. This is good actually. So yeah, the police see Lovejoy with a wad of cash and are like, right, we've got him bang to rights. Even though like. He's an antique dealer. Having a wad of cash isn't that weird, but anyway. Yeah. Um, he's, we've got him banged to rights here. We're going to, like, you know, stalk him and follow him and arrest him. And um, basically... Because there's no implication the sideboard he's just sold him is... is no. Um, or the dresser it's worse, isn't it? It's, it's not, not flesh. Yeah. yeah, it's not part of the stolen... So, yeah, I, this is, again, I thought, well, it's not like they've caught him in the act selling no, a bit of that furniture. they've caught him with some money, which is not... A legal. You know, yes. um, yeah, it's his job. He's divvying out the money. He gives some of the money to basically gives out the money to everyone else for their part, except for Eric. Even though it was Eric's contact that got the sideboard, because yeah. obviously it was a pain, the bum to shift it. Um, but he does say, "Oh, Eric, I'll give you your finder's fee if you get Gimbert's gun back." But I don't know why. Which has gone that. into the muddy, yeah, sort of water, and then in they, the floodplain or whatever you would call that. I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, just the the docks. Wet. Well, there's, <laughs> a place wet. That, there's a place that I've been to on holiday in Norfolk where it looks exactly like that. And if you wait for the tides to come up, you can get into, like, the sort of rivery bit. So, you know, like, where they were duck hunting. And the tide comes and it whooshes you down. It's called the whoosh. And you, like, whoosh all the way down in the river. It's so much fun. <laughs> Um, so I kind of knew that that, that area would brilliant. all flood because basically Lovejoy is saying you'll have to go and get it. Oh, but the tide's coming in, so how? Literally, you're not going to get it, really, are you? Because yeah, and just by they've clocked the police at this point as well because weirdly the police are sort of trying to like stalk them or stake them out in this pub, but the they all know who Dennis and this decent yeah. sharp are. They're just so in the bit of the bar. Well, he's <laughs> waiting in the pub. He? 
Is this where or is it later where he just waves at them and like, hi? Yeah. Or, it, it, As they're you know, leaving. As they're yeah, because he knows it. who they are and it, it is quite funny. Yeah. And again, it, it reminds me a bit of, have you seen Hot Fuzz where he comes up from London yes. and he's trying yeah. to do all that like London It was very piecing. Hot Fuzz, wasn't it? It was very, it yeah. was very Hot Fuzz. Maybe in they watched he, this and were inspired. <laughs> yeah, well, he, because he he comes to uh, you know he's trying to do this ridiculous uh, city style crackdown policing yeah. in a place where you can't uh, exactly go undercover so and hide. Ill-judged. It's not yeah. Soho, is it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. so they happen to just park their car like on the bit that's going where the tide's coming in. So then Lovejoy notices this and is like, right, let's just wait here until the tides come in and then go. And then they'll follow us and their car will be in the water. I mean, it is quite funny. It was very um, good. It, it was DCI Sharp's comeuppance, wasn't it? Really? And what's brilliant like, is it really look ridiculous. Your car's under but, a foot of water. But when he says, I want to arrest them, when Dennis says, what for? And he says, for laughing out of turn. And you think, yes. you, you were for last having five a minutes big in London. Nose, how, have you, how have you ever lasted in London? You must get more cheek than that in London. Yeah, but I, it's he is in the antique squad, remember? That's that is very true. <laughs> yeah, he's not a real police officer. He probably normally gets heckled in Latin, doesn't he? I suppose. Well, what I love yeah. is that, like, even though obviously Dennis is also inconvenienced by the car being underwater, he finds it. He hilarious. Finds it Dennis great. finds it very funny. And funny. I, 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 I enjoyed that. Sharp is a dick. Because I was I like, Dennis, Dennis is laughing at this, but how is Dennis going to get back? His car is also... I mean, I'm sure the car was drivable. It wasn't Oh, like yeah. It. I mean, it would be fun. It was enough to wet your trousers and ruin your shoes. But the thing is, it? like... The thing is, they, they seem to... So, basically, DCR Sharp comes over and says he's going to arrest them. And they all seem to find this hilarious. I'm like, no, they could actually arrest Lovejoy, though. Like, they have enough... Like, they saw Do him they, with though? that... Yeah, well, they saw him with the wardrobe that was the, very similar to oh, the yes. one that stole mm. Like... They have got enough, and they do arrest him, actually. Well, they do, because then he's, he says that lovely line when he, he says, well, can I just take my clothes out of it? Yeah. <laughs> take yeah. his clothes yeah. out of it. <laughs> it's kind of sad, that, but Aww. it was quite funny. But then, you know, Eric and Tinker are laughing, and like, exactly, like, he's like, I'm going to arrest you for laughing out of turn, and like M said, for having a big nose. I want to ask Aww. you guys, does Eric have a big nose? Well, I think this is very interesting, because I wouldn't have said that he did until this episode, but I only fancy people with big noses. See, so I, therefore, he probably does. Yeah, because I, Again, I, I wrote down, I was like, oh, they say about wrestling for how big nose, and I've written, does he M? I just went, does he M? M, yeah, <laughs> M is the authority. <laughs> so I was like, she will know, she will know the truth. In, Eric in, in big noses. In the, um, not continuum, what's the word I'm looking for? In the sort of spectrum of, of nose... <laughs> that I am attracted to, I would say he was very low on, like to this side on that spectrum. He wasn't very high on the spectrum. When you think about all the well, other you like, fancy, you've got big noses. I need to cut all of do this. You mean, now. Do you mean? Do you mean it was smaller than? I think it would be mean. smaller than I would normally be attracted to. But maybe so that still to... means it's big. Do you know what they say? So... Big nose, big hanky. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. So basically, Eric and Lovejoy do get arrested. I'm not, I'm not sure what they arrest Eric for in the end, because I'm sure it's not laughing out of turn or having a big nose. But this is where this is where you see Dennis being very proper. So like Dennis and yeah. yeah. D.C.R. are having a row, because Dennis is like, we haven't got enough evidence to arrest him. This is ridiculous. And like, yeah, he probably is lying because it's Lovejoy and he's dodgy, but we need actual and evidence. And Dennis is like, if you, right, just take him to London then. 
you know, if you want this to happen, you take him and you deal with him. I quite liked that, that he was being, like, this is my area, yeah. I know what's going on, so if you yeah. want to do this, you need to just take him away and use yeah, your you administrative yeah. resource. Not so basically, Yeah, so basically they realise they have to let Lovejoy go and this is where he does the brilliant thing that Paul said about going to the wardrobe and taking his clothes out of it. <laughs> it was funny, but it was kind of sad, really. Mm. It was sad. And then... Uncle Jack comes to the rescue, so he admits that obviously he's a smuggler and he used to smuggle. Which turns out to be quite useful. And um, so, yeah, Uncle Jack is, says, Oh, I used to smuggle with Bill Parker Sr. and Peter Farquhar, the lads. I mean, the you, lads. If you see these people, you would not describe Peter Farquhar as a Farquhar. lad. Anyone with the name Farquhar, you don't go Farquhar, what a lad. What a lad. Top lad. And um, so, anyway, so, they, so they're like, Okay, fine. So these guys probably are involved. So Lovejoy goes to see Farquhar and was like, look, come on, we know what's going on, like, you know. And because Farquhar already feels a bit sorry for Lovejoy because the Parkers were trying to stitch him up, I think that's why he agrees to help. And so he basically takes them to the lorry, doesn't he? The, the fate, infamous, now white yes. lorry. And they decide that Peter Farquhar will call up the Parkers and say, look, I'm worried, the police are on to me, um, Jack's disappeared... And then, for once, they actually... So they lure the Parkers to the lorry and they actually call the police. They do, I know. Can you believe it? But to be fair, they know that Dennis is one of the... Dennis is sort of part of the in crowd, isn't he, really? Mm. But they do actually call the police. Or they call Dennis, um, which is quite good. And uh, I love... I love love this. He's written on the back, Stop me, I'm full of nicked furniture. Yeah. So that's why so they lure Bill Parker to the lorry. Bill Parker, the police see Bill Parker get into the lorry and drive it away. So it's like he's incriminated. Love George is hanging out by the tea hut watching all this unfold. It's great. And yeah, and then we see that they've written on the back, stop me, I'm full of nicked furniture. It's brilliant. Very, very good. It was very, very good. So they do and, get uh, them quite well in the end, I think, actually. They do, actually. I mean, that that's quite... Yeah, that bit's I not mean, bad, there isn't... is it? No, it was it was pretty good. It just didn't feel like I don't know. I can't tell you what it, it just feels like. There's something missing from the episode. Yeah, I do agree. Um, and so then of yeah. course they're having they're celebrating in the pub, although there's no sign of champagne. No champagne. Well, we're in a new era now. We're in the Charlotte era again. Love Joy and Charlotte looking very cozy. Mm. Yeah, I um, mean, it seemed they... to, it seemed to me in this episode almost as though something had actually happened. Yeah. It was maybe maybe it, maybe it had. She had to be on the rebound from that chap who went off to Paris. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So um, they've got um, Gimbert's gun back, but it's been through the dredger. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it's knackered. It's ruined. Snackered. And then all of a sudden, without any like, basically, I had the biggest ever shock. So we're like, okay, all's well that ends well. And then the episode ends with a shock. Yeah, I've written, I've just written, what the hell? So basically, Eric has accepted Jack's earlier offer to, like, run his pub. Um, Because he tries to bar Gimbert, basically, and then that's how we learn, it's like, this is pub. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to run this pub. I'm going to book some great bands, like Dead Pony and Greasy (laughs) Hands. Yeah, and I I suddenly thought, oh, I knew that there were more bands mentioned later on and we should have included those on our quizzes. Love, Joy or Real, yeah, Dead Pony. Yeah, Dead Pony, which is now, isn't Dead Dead, Dead Pony Club, isn't it? It's a beer. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe they were were, uh, influenced by Love, Joy. Maybe they were. Um, 
So yeah, it's basically. But it, it, yeah, own... it just comes out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, like, he, oh, he, yeah. like Gimbert, Eric basically goes, Gimbert, you're barred. Oh, by the way, now I work here. This is my pub. I don't I work for Lovejoy anymore. What? What? And, and this is where this is where he says, to be fair, you or he says, I wasn't very good at it, was I? I mean, oh. he wasn't, but. And then Beth oh. says, oh, he weren't that bad, was he? And they yeah. all basically say, yeah, he was. <laughs> well, even as he's, he's, he's like getting a tray of glasses, isn't he? And I was like, yeah, he's going to drop those. But that, and that then was I was so disappointed when he actually did. <laughs> I like... Yeah, I was, because I also thought it was a bit too, it was a step too yeah, far. Yeah, so, oh, well. look, he's was... going to be crap at running a pub as well. Aww. Oh, ho, ho, ho. You know, it's a bit. But like. Is that it for Eric? Do we ever see Eric again? We do, but only in the final episode of series six. Oh my god! How many episodes do I have to watch without Eric? In? Also, uh, the rest of series five and all of series I mean, six, except for the last uh, episode. I didn't. See, I didn't see it coming at all. And I mean, also, how far away is this pub? Because it seems like it's not that far. Because they go back and forth there in this episode. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but when you stop working somewhere, you don't go back, do you? No, this is the thing. And also, but we Tim live in London. never goes to visit. Well, yeah, we, visit, we, I'm sure, but they wouldn't record that as part of how? the episodes, even though I know these people aren't real. Like they're obviously know. still in touch in that he gets an invite to Lovejoy's wedding. So they obviously do remain in touch. Yeah. The other lovely bit of foreshadowing that I think this does is that he leaves to run a pub. And at the end of series six, Tinker leaves to run a pub as well. I, and I think that's why I didn't see it coming because I knew that about Tinker, or maybe I knew about both of them, obviously, but I'd somehow conflated the two of them, or I hadn't yeah. put it together. So I was like, mm, "I'm pretty Tinker sure it's, to... what's going on now. This can't be." Tinker. I think he leaves to run a pub, but it can't just be now in the last twenty seconds of this random. Literally episode. the last twenty seconds. So basically, oh, it's bye bye Eric. Bye bye Eric. Sorry, Em. Farewell, Eric. Beth is now happily ensconced, and Eric is. <sighs> so you just uh, he's going to be gutted. He's going to have a better time with the quote unquote lady bikers than he is, isn't he? Really? Oh yeah. He's going to have a good time. Oh, he's going to love it with the lady bikers. You can't feel too sad. It's it's what he would have wanted. I mean, we I did have some. Um, yeah. We had some we had some Twitter before we get on to our sort of normal roundup. We had some uh, Twitter interaction. It was really bizarre. Twitter action. Twi- Twitter action. It sounds a bit rude. Um, so I said mm. uh, we will be re- we will be reviewing ducking and diving. Do you have any comments? And I got the two weirdest replies. Somebody wrote, "Yes, when a bin is upended over a- anybody's head, why does it always contain Heinz spaghetti?" Oh, they were thinking of bin bin diving. diving. I think, but it was a bit of a. But it, I thought, ah, oh, that's a fair comment. That's a fair comment. It I mean, it does. is true. It almost and, does. And loads of people. Th- it is a very good, a wise comment if misplaced yeah in the context of this good, comment, good point good point so that was uh actually i need to, to who was that from i that feel from like Lucy one of us are you sure one of us doesn't say that in bin diving we might do lucy r fisher oh thank you um, lucy yeah has said has said that and uh then the other dave lovely dave dave ridgeway says um, that Reese Dinsdale was great as the very pompous DCI yes, is right. Reese Dinsdale was amazing. And then he says, Do people still say pompous? Hashtag pompous. We do still yes. we say pompous. I, mean, we we say replied, pompous. I replied, Yes. 
Oh. And then this new new interactor on on Twitter who seems pretty cool, uh, who is a guy called I've probably pronounced his name wrong Reno or Rhino Carlson. I hope it's Rhino. Anyway, I hope Rhino. it's Rhino. I think it's it's probably Reno. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Reno. <laughs> Anyway, he has said, I'm yet, to wa- I'm yet to watch it, but I could offer you some uninformed opinions if you like. So I said, yes, please. And he never replied. I mean, that's I literally like the that basis still... of this podcast. I, I said that, actually. <laughs> I replied with, we thrive on uninformed opinions, was my reply. Yeah, we uh, know so bring it on. We expect some uninformed opinions for our next episode from you. I uh, hope you will accept uh, the challenge. And then the only other reply we had was from uh, another new follower called, who calls himself Spin. Hello, Spin. It was a lovely picture Hi, um, on there. But anyway, who says, have you reviewed Somewhere Over the Rainbow yet? And I replied, no, no. it's in Series 6. So okay. hello, all of you lovely people. Yes, um, thank you. Bye. That was that was nice. But anyway... Uh... Well, let's do our antiques of the week because I think I know mine, which is oh. uh, Snakey and Black. Even though there technically wasn't Snakey and Black in this episode, there was just Snake Bite. But I miss it. I loved oh. it. Snakey Bee. Yeah. I mean, I I because it was a very 90s thing, I would like Charlotte's blouse. And she did look beautiful in it. As she well. just she looked great. stunning. She was very slony. She had the scarf. She had the like yes. gold knot yes. earrings. She looked so classy and stylish. Very she just looked great. She was, it was the understated, which is why we didn't like the hair, I think, because mm. she looks very good and really quite plain, um, but plain in the sense of very simple, simple design, simple um, patterns. Yeah. You know. I didn't, because there weren't any, that's the thing about this episode there weren't really any actual antiques there was a giant dresser which was ugly and there was a gun but there's some vague talk about this stolen furniture that you never really saw so i don't know if i have an antique of the week this week (gasps) you're you're allowed am i allowed to not have one I will. Or, it. I mean, the, my other one is ringing the pub to see if your mate is in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that's definitely an that's antique. That's definitely an antique. Oh. Oh, that's so sad. Maybe I'll have, maybe we I'll are have... the antiques. <laughs> we are, oh my God, us. we are, aren't we? <laughs> maybe I'll have Warren What's Mitchell's anti- hat. Oh, oh yes. That was a... Mark's out of ten? Because I feel like you two didn't like it, but I, re- oh, no. I really liked it. Just, it's really boring. It's quite boring, I'm sorry. And even the bits that were quite funny, you like you saw them coming a mile off and they were kind of... You know. Obvious. Yeah. So I would probably give it... Mm, I'm going to mm, I'm gonna go quite low here and quite harsh and give it a six. Go on. Oh, I was going to go lower than that. Oh, wow. I'm so Do surprised. Guys. I'm going to give it a five. Mm. Really? But you wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. We would happily watch that one again. No. I oh, like no. DCI Sharp. I'm going to I... give it a five. And then I realised that I want to go back because I feel very mean ages ago for giving the Axeman Cometh a really low score, even though actually it was hilarious. Well, I think but looking we back, that was a we lot were... more fun. Yeah. and But also, I think we were right in the early days of the podcast that so we didn't really... Yeah. No, we hadn't really found our level, had we? No. Although and I would I'm go gonna, back and, yeah. edit and give that a, a much higher mark because I think it does a disservice to that for me to give this a higher one because actually yeah. that one was a lot of fun. We were just being, you know... 
I think you give it whatever mark you... I don't think anyone's good judging our internal consistency, like quality assuring our... <laughs> quality assuring. Um, like they do with exam marks, where they then send it to a moderator yeah, and they no, send no some of them yeah, back. No, yeah, no, no one's moderation. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I liked this episode. I liked being wrong-footed about the Parkers, but not that they... I just didn't see it coming, and then uh, it's Eric's last episode, so I'm going to give it like an eight. It is, but then it, that's well, why that's they why could have made yeah. so much more of it. Mm. There was no, there's no farewell to Eric. His farewell was falling over with a tray of drinks. Yeah, he wasn't I mean, but particularly that is how funny. His farewell should be, I suppose. He didn't it? get any brilliant lines. There was yeah. nothing particularly funny. Yeah. There was no real like big mystery. There was no peril. There was, it was just, and, and there wasn't really any, there wasn't any sexual tension particularly. It was just Charlotte and Lovejoy drooling. Yeah, Lovejoy's telling yeah. Charlotte for no reason. Um, that annoys me. It's funny that it, you then, said that about peril because I've given, written, this is quite police heavy, but it's like but no peril. not perilous. And then Gilbert no, was just a one-dimensional arse. The police just yeah. there, they, literally the police spent the whole episode just going and talking to people in no particular order, usually more than once, for no reason. Mm. It's really annoying. Yeah. It just annoys me. So I'm just, I just wasn't a fan. I'll come really. down to a seven point five. But did Don't we learn anything? But I'm only giving it a five, and that's a grudging five, if I'm honest. Did we learn anything though? Hey, I learned that there's an arts and antiques. Oh, yes, you did. Yes. Yeah, an arts and antiques division or whatever they called it. I also learned that. I learned that duck go. hunting is a traditional pastime in the Norfolk Broads or whatever, wherever they are. I think I learned to. Always, what was it that he said? Always, Always believe that tonight is going to be the night. Because one day yeah, it will. Yeah, one day it will be. I, I love nice. that. I think that's such a nice It was phrase. a nice sentiment. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to stick with that. Wow. So no more Eric, really. No more Eric. Uh, well, oh, until a, a very small cameo <laughs> in the final episode of the entire entire program god if you're sad now imagine what i'm going to be like when we get to the do you know when we actually when i watched in real time the final episode of series six i rang my friend kizzy and cried oh babe oh she was baffled i was very sad but do you know what's interesting about that that's Mm. not obviously you were sad because something you were very invested in had come to an end but also it came to an end in whenever it was 95 94 94 94. 95 when a tv series came to an end that was kind of it yeah maybe you'd be able to get it on video but not for a couple of years and it would be prohibitively expensive and anyway you still lived with your parents so would they let you just sit and watch a load of videos. Oh know. no, I used to. It's all right. I'd, I'd, I, uh, I taped every single episode of series five and six, and I watched them again and again and again and again and again. And I have to say, there are some really good. This is one that I didn't rewatch because I didn't. Mm. I wasn't interesting. There's a couple of absolutely brilliant ones coming up later Yay! in series five, yeah. and then I really like series six. And I wonder if it's just because. I watched it because I, I know that the internet is sort of split on it and they say, oh, it was time for it to end. I yeah. like series six because there's a lot of peril. His relationship with Charlotte is lovely. I like peril. And, and yeah, and it's got some good guest stars. It's It just sort of is classic and it's reached its level and, it, yeah. and it's comfortable. Oh. And I loved, I really love series six. I'm excited. I'm excited. Apart from, I'm but I was sorry. old enough to be invested in it as well because by then I was sort of thirteen. And I suspect as well. As soon as Eric on. had left, because I'm that 
one year older than you or 18 months older yeah. than you maybe I think as soon as Eric had gone I was like well fuck that I'm not watching that then I only watched it for that <laughs> lad in his leather jacket I thought it was sweet oh and he went off with a biker chick and yeah perfect <laughs> so I mean that's that's it. I I feel like Eric has gone to use a to use a sort of gun based and also slightly literary analogy, not with a bang but a whimper. So I guess that's it for this week then. That's it. Yeah. See come if you're and... all as underwhelmed as you are. Come and talk to us on uh, Twitter. Yeah. At Lovejoy yeah. A Pod, if you want. And Instagram. Um, and Instagram, we ought to really. I do really, really want to plug uh, Patreon. I tell you why. We have been asked if we can do some more um, interviews and we would really love to do more interviews uh, with people, but we could do with some funds so that we can, at the very least, take anyone we interview out for for a drink or a meal or, or whatever. Yeah, or donate um, to a charity that they Donate to charity. We, we, have, we have minimal costs. We're quite good on this podcast for having minimal costs, but we do have the odd... Just cost of like technical stuff, and it would just be so good. We obviously don't carry adverts. If you We're like us, of you, listeners. if you like us, bearing in mind that, <laughs> and bearing in mind obviously... it's actually quite a job of work. <laughs> that I would also, quite like to get also, also, bearing in mind the end is in sight because we've got <laughs> series and a half left to go. But we'd also like to do a couple of live events. We'd like to do more stuff as we kind mm. of draw all this to a close. You can join us on Patreon for as little as $2 a month. And obviously when it stops, we'll take the Patreon down. We're not going to keep taking your money when we're not producing anything. But we are offering all kinds of benefits to our patrons. And for the patrons that pay, is it $10 a month or more? We will record a voicemail message for you, which you can opt not to use. But, you know, if you'd (laughs) like to have our voices... Or, 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 you know, we can not. It's, it's up to you. Uh, but the offer is there for uh, any one of us or all of us, whatever you would like, to record a, a personal voicemail message for you. Um, loads of other goodies that are on the Patreon page. You just need to go to patreon.com uh, slash lovejoy, actually. And there we are. Um, and you can give us, two, as I say, it's, it's American sites. You can give us up to, you can give us $2 a month or more. You can stop it or start it at any time. And it, it would just allow us to do a, f- a few more things. And you do get lots of goodies. We do think of you. If you uh, become one of our top patrons, we'll write you a letter on Basil and Bond. We will. Yeah. Genuine Basil and Bond as well. Genuine. So, you know, real real Basil and Bond. Not fake. Yes. No. So uh, do that. And if you can't afford it, because I know at the moment uh, times are tough, uh, you can also leave us a review, which is always quite nice because the more reviews we get, the more we kind of get pushed up in the kind of other people recommended this. And we we sort of randomly appear on people's (laughs) podcast feeds as a, you might also like. I mean, that Um, must be a shock for people. I know, it must be a bit odd. I'm sorry if that happened happened to you. (laughs) That's why you appear. Please tell us on Twitter if that's how you if it came up anywhere. I'd love to know if we're actually coming up in anyone's searches. But yeah, if you just go to um, iTunes or any of the podcast sites and you want to leave us a review, that would be lovely. Uh, well, hang on, when are our birthdays? Mine's in July. Polly's is in January. <laughs> Helen's is in August. I was going to say if we want to do a one-off because you want to buy us a bottle of wine or something. There's always coffee. Ko-fi.com forward slash lovejoy actually, and that really is a one-off uh, for yeah. Christmas presents, Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, else is there? Hanukkah, the Diwali, of... all those things that we celebrate. Halloween, bonfire. Halloween. Night. I mean, I genuinely do. I genuinely do celebrate something, but that's not the point. 
Um, but yeah, until next time, listener, we will say goodbye. Yeah. Bye. 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 We're waving again. We're, yeah, it's you Let's tell the world of all our guilty pleasure. Love, joy, and So I'm going to keep doing my dot matrix printer noise.